On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, the golden boy is here, Oscar De La Hoya. He wants to make Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis. He wants Jaime Munguia to get big fights. He has big plans. He may even run for mayor. Andreas Hale also joins the show to break down what we saw this past weekend. And we also take a look ahead at what comes up this weekend, the Hall of Fame weekend. Three classes in one. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Inside Boxing Live. I am your host, Dan Canobio. A twofer today. Two good guests, Oscar De La Hoya and Andreas Hale. We're going to go over uh, this past weekend uh, what we saw with Devin Haney beating George Camboso. So we got some fights on the upcoming schedule, too. Jaime Munguia is in action against Jimmy Kelly. You can see that over on the zone. Edgar Berlanga is back in the ring. It's Romer Alexis Angulo. That is on ESPN. I will be heading up uh, to the Hall of Fame, Canastota. Huge weekend at the Hall of Fame going to be driving up with my dad uh he needs to get into the hall of fame one day the fact that he's not in the hall of fame is kind of ridiculous but i digress uh this weekend is going to be loaded in terms of what's going to happen at the hall of fame floyd mayweather is getting in this year miguel Cotto, bernard hopkins roy jones jr james tony andre ward vladimir klitschko shane mosley juan manuel marquez holly holm and wolf Layla ali and Christy Martin and so many more. It's ridiculous. So I'm going to be heading up there this weekend. going to get a lot of content. Uh, so go to the John Boy Boxing YouTube page uh, for some fun stuff there. I'm excited for this show. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya, um, obviously, uh, pumping up Ryan Garcia. He's fighting Javier Fortuna July 16th at Crypto.com Arena, which is just still weird to say. Uh, but that is the main uh, talking points uh, w- with Oscar. He's really pushing for this tank fight. And, you know, we're seeing why it's not going to be made. And we're hearing about Showtime has to be involved. As we record this, it's the uh, you know 20th anniversary of Tyson versus Lewis, one of the first uh, joint promotion pay-per-views. There's only been three joint promotion pay-per-views and uh it's it's fury versus wilder tyson versus lewis and uh mayweather versus pacquiao those are obviously three mega fights uh you know tank davis versus ryan garcia isn't on that level but there's still a lot of money to be made so if they can come up with an idea or a way uh, to get that fight over the finish line i mean it's, it's a fight that transcends the sport i've been all, all about it for a really long time um uh, let's get to our sponsor here um it's going to be Manscaped. Of course it's going to be Manscaped. Gentlemen, Father's Day is just around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all the other father figures out there are looking like daddy material this June. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0, is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair head to toe. Treat him and yourself. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BOXING at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping if you use code BOXING. That's a really good deal. Trust me, uh, his dad bod will thank you, and I will thank you as well. I'm actually wearing the Boxers 2.0 right now. It's pretty hot in New York City. Let me tell you, these are the most comfortable boxers I've ever worn. I'm not just saying that because this paper's in front of me. They are perfect uh, gift for your dad as part of this bundle. Uh, they're comfortable. They'll save you from the summer heat, and they have this revolutionary feature, the jewel pouch. Keep those boys safe and sound. Get 20% off plus free shipping. Code boxing at manscaped.com. 20% off. Free shipping. 
Manscaped.com. That's code boxing. Shake what your mama gave you? Nah. You're going to shake what your daddy gave you. And on that note, let's go to Andreas Hale and Oscar De La Hoya. All right, let's bring in our guest this week, Andreas Hale. You know him, senior editor at Sporting News, co-host of the Corner Pod, all-around great guy. There's a fight. If there is a wrestling match, if there is anything in, involved with combat sports, Andreas Hale is there, and he joins us now. Thanks a lot, man. How's it going? It's going pretty good, man. I appreciate you having me on. Let's get right into it, man. Uh, there's, this is like the type of, of show or where you run to the studio, you run to the office because there's so much going on uh, in the world of boxing today. Just yesterday, uh, on Tuesday, as we record this midweek, we saw the monster, Nayo Inoue, with the complete destruction of uh, Nonito Donaire. And I'll tell you what, Andres, this guy... You know they talk about like Ted Williams. They say when he hit the uh, when he hit the ball, that it sounded different. When this guy punches, it sounds different. It looks different. I mean, he cemented himself as a top three pound for pound guy, in my opinion. What were your takeaways of what we saw from the monster? Thank you, sentiments, man. Listen, uh, you know the first fight was pretty competitive, but anyway, I won that pr- pretty clearly with Donaire. This fight, I think Donaire got hit I, somewhere midway through the first round, and the look on his face <laughs> suggested things were going to go south. And when somebody hits like that, they're just built different. Um, I also agree with you on the fact that this cemented his place in the top three in terms of pound for pound rankings. Look, the monsters is an absolute savage. Uh, I don't think, I don't know who can stand up to that shot. The way he sets up his punches, his aggression, there's just so many things he does well. And for him to completely wipe out a future Hall of Famer and Donaire in just two rounds says a lot about his, his ability. I don't have him quite number one on my pound for pound list, but he's definitely top three. I mean, these pound for pound list discussions are getting ridiculous. I mean, I mean, everyone's got to make them. I understand, but it's like it's a good problem to have is when you have so many guys that are angling for that one spot. To me, you know, Crawford Spence, winner of that one, probably will, will get that number one spot. But I think Inouye had it in the back of his mind. I think he actually said it too before in the in the fight week buildup. It's like you know, with Canelo losing, he goes, "I, I want to." give a performance that is going to you know put me in that top spot or in that top three spot uh and he did that that was some scene too in, in japan whether it was the uh you know the guy that that was in the in the center of the ring with the with the electric guitar i mean it was all I, I gotta get out to japan i got i haven't seen a fight in in the uk um and i gotta see a fight in japan but can we get this guy over to the u.s i know top rank uh, you know, has has him signed, but it's been a very slow play, you know, getting him overseas or getting him here in the States because this guy could be a massive star here in America. No, it's a it's a crime. I was saying this the other day. I was like, it's a crime that a casual boxer has no clue who NOI is. Us hardcores, like us, we know who he is. We know his capability. And somebody that's that damn good needs to be shown to American audiences. I think the best way to do it, if he's not going to be undisputed at 118, if you fight Stephen Fulton mm-hmm. Jr., at 22, that's an American fight that would put him on the map. I mean, some, they got to do something. He's, he's just way too good for the general public to not know who he is. And yes, I agree. That scene in Japan was great. Listen, I watched New Japan Pro Wrestling. I've watched Pride FC. They're just wired differently out there. And I think for whatever reason, in those arenas, the shots just sound different. The, the, the crowd appreciates the sport different. Um, so it was a seen but yeah it's time to get anybody here in the state so that we can really see the monster in action and i can probably tell people that are casuals that are my friends like 
that's the guy. Yeah. Now you need to watch it. Yeah, you yeah. know why it's so quiet? We can hear the, the shots it's because the the Japanese fandom it's just different. I mean, they don't cheer during that rounds. This goes all the way back to like when my pops told me about you know Tyson Buster Douglas. You know, he was there and he said it was so surreal because. You know, I, one of the biggest upsets in the history of sports was ha- was happening and f- unfolding right in front of them, and they just don't cheer during the rounds. They, at the end of the rounds, they'll do like a pol- like a little golf clap. So maybe that's why we were hearing those shots land from from Inoue. Also, he's just a beast. But yeah, uh, the Fulton fight is what everyone's going for now. Like, guess obviously Inoue, he said he wants to go for undisputed and Paul Butler. Uh, you know, next victim up. I mean, that we all know how that fight's going to play out. So if he goes that route in a way and he fights Butler, so he can fight him at the end of the summer because he didn't really take a lot of damage in this fight. Uh, become undisputed at 118. That gives Fulton enough time uh, to fight Akhmedaliev, which is also not like a penciled in W. Like is a really good fighter, but I think Fulton's on a whole nother level. We get that fight, two undisputed. And especially with Fulton, um, with the WBO has that uh, clause where if you become undisputed or I believe, or if you win a belt at, 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 at the WBO, you're automatically number one uh, mandatory. If you jump up and wait, I'm pretty sure it's been done before. So, but Fulton, in, in a way, is the fight, and I just hope it can be made because, as you know, it, these fights are hard to make with Fulton being aligned with the PBC, in a way, being aligned with top rank. Is it a big enough fight for them to work together? Where is it going to air? We have to deal with all that nonsense. But just talking about that fight, how do you see that playing out with, in, with uh, Fulton's length and his counterpunching? You know, I think Fulton's like extraordinarily underrated. His boxing ability is pristine, and I don't think he gets enough credit for mm-hmm. it. Um, I need to see him stand up to a punch like Inouye's, though. I, I don't. I mean, Inouye just hits different, right? Like we don't see people that crack like Inouye. I've always said of my favorite boxers, guys that are up and coming or have the potential to be a big star, somebody like a Tank Davis. I need you to see you get hit in the mouth one good mm-hmm. time, and how do you react to that? We haven't seen that really happen to Fulton yet. And I think NY would be the one to do it. Um, but damn, I don't know how that fight goes. I'm, I would pick NY just because he's just incredible and that power is difficult to overcome. But who knows, man? Steve Fulton's got a lot of dog in him. We've seen the dog in him come out before. So yeah. it would I think we'd be a dog fight as a potential to be fight of the year. Um, the one thing that you that you hit that I want to touch on is yeah, these fights are difficult to make. Three years ago, I'd be like, this fight's never gonna happen. 2022, <laughs> a lot more potential for a fight like this to happen because it feels like people are more open to working together than right. they have been in the previous year. So hopefully everybody can get on the same page because this is a fight that we need to see. I was on Sirius XM with your boys, uh, Randy and Jerry, and I had a theory that, you know, we're seeing a lot more of these big fights. And why is 22, uh, 2022 such a different, feels different than past years? And I think the pandemic is the reason why. I think a lot of these promoters realize they lost a lot of money during that time. How do we make up for it? The best way to make up for it is to make the best fights, which should have been the case the whole time. So, yes, hopefully a Fulton uh and in a way fight can be made but i'll tell you what about fulton man he can fight any which way which is the reason i think he uh has had such success in his weight class because you know when he fought angelo leo uh he threw 100 punches around that was never fulton's game really when he fought uh figueroa he was able to pot shot and and then when he fought roman he just systematically broke him down he's very versatile he's big he's gonna be much bigger than in he's long but you're right can he stand up to Inoue's punches that is now enters the the pantheon of like dream matchups that we want to see it's, it's beautiful how that works you know if Spence Crawford for years or uh you know Tank and and Ryan Garcia however you see that see that or Tank and Haney 
Now, this is, enters the fray now. Fulton and Inouye is going to be the, the, the question. They're always going to be asked. Uh, Fulton's going to be asked by Inouye. Inouye is going to be asked by Fulton. And that's the, the grassroots way to make or to for these fights to come to fruition. Definitely. So, Dan, I have a question for you. Do you think, because what you mentioned about all these promoters getting together, is 2022 maybe the biggest year in boxing, not in terms of just overall profitability, but the fact that women's boxing is coming into prominence. We Finally, in the mainstream, we, we got to see uh, you know Taylor and Serrano. Mm-hmm. We're going to see Shields and Marshall. Like we're, we looks like we're going to see Spence and Crawford. It feels like the one year that we can finally say boxing is getting it right. Meanwhile, the UFC is like, <laughs> whatever they're doing, they're kind of falling apart. Their heavyweight division is just a complete disaster. Right. But it feels like this could be like a true breakthrough year in boxing where everything's happening for the right reasons. For once, as hardcore boxing fans, we've died over this <laughs> stuff. We've been waiting for so long to get these fights. And we're finally getting them. I know. It's wild, man. It's like, if like I don't think it's going to happen. But if Tank fights Ryan Garcia at the end of the year, it's like not even in like the, the top three of biggest fights of the year because... You know, there were there's title implications on all, all these fights. But yes, 2022 has to go down as one of the best boxing years in a long time because the, the right fights are being made. They're marketable fights, you know, like a Taylor Serrano doing a one point five million dollar gate at MSG and then it living up to the hype, exceeding the hype. So much good is going on in the sport. It's almost like what's going on, like we're waiting for the next shoe to, to drop. It's like, w- w- what's around the corner? Like, does this mean that next year is going to not not be as great? Because we've seen that in boxing a lot where like this every other year, uh, it goes from good year for boxing to bad year. But I honestly think that the, the promoters say, you know what, we should work together. We should find a way uh, to make these big fights. You know, a lot of it is also just good timing, like Terrence Crawford, you know, getting out of that top ranked deal or it, it expiring, and it just so happens to align with Spence picking up another belt, and that fight can finally be made now at the right time and before they are out of their prime. But yeah, you can't deny this has been a phenomenal, phenomenal year, and we're only halfway through. There's been so many good fights, but damn. Uh, yeah, and Dana White doesn't have to come in and, and save boxing, like he said. He can he can just <laughs> worry about UFC. I mean, because he says, I looked at boxing and and I said, oh, I don't want to try to. It's a mess. Like, c- give me a break. It's not a mess. If anything, it's like the healthiest it's ever been. Agreed. All right, let's go over to the lightweight picture. Um, geez, where do we even start with this? Uh, obviously, uh, Devin Haney, uh, champion, did a great uh, work over in Australia, systematically breaking down uh, Cambosos. I think Tank and Haney are the top two guys. Um, I, it switches off all the time. Lomachenko in the mix. Uh, you know, Ryan Garcia. I just ducked because people are going to throw stuff at me. <laughs> I do think he is a top five a lightweight because it gets pretty thin after uh, the, the top three or four guys. But your takeaways from Haney's uh, fight, uh, I don't want to see it again. I don't think we need to see it again. But, you know, contracts are contracts. Probably going to have to see uh, Haney and Cambosos fight again. What were your, what were your thoughts on, on that fight? I mean, the fight went exactly how I thought it was going to go. The one thing about Devin Haney that's been supremely underrated is his jab. Other than his overall ability, I think people have been disrespecting David Haney for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And it all came together in this performance. He put George Cambosis on the end of that jab, and George can figure it out. And he kind of got beat up in this fight. I don't want to see it again. The same thing's going to happen. Haney will probably adjust and maybe punish him a little bit more, but contracts to contracts. I think the fascinating thing is that there are still people out there that are disrespecting Devin Haney. Like, I look in comments, and I see people saying – Oh, he he beat George Cambosis, who got lucky beating Tiafimo. Listen, the man is the undisputed champion. He's 23 years old, got a wealth of talent, 
and there are nothing but fights to be made. And he took it upon himself, but other fighters wouldn't, to go into enemy territory to fight the champion as a champion, not ask for more money, take less money. I mean, isn't this what warriors are made of? Yeah. I, I can't understand why people still disrespect Devin Haney. And I think even coming out of this performance, in the back of his mind, he's like, well, damn it, I still got things to prove because people are still picking Tank over me or Ryan Garcia. Devin Haney is the best lightweight in the world right now. And I can't believe people still are considering other fighters. Haney's the best. But Haney is the best. He's he's number one in my book. Any rational boxing fan will say the same. Um, maybe like yeah, the the criticism that I have seen or like oh he doesn't throw enough power shots. Uh, no one wants to see the jab jab jab. I, I, there's a sweet science for a reason. This isn't like no one has to go in there and brawl all the time. If you can go in there and beat a guy with just a jab, take away take all his belts away. You know that there's something to that. That's the sweet science, in, in in my opinion. But he is in the driver's seat now. You know, with top rank, uh, with ESPN. You know, there that's where all the fights are at right now. You know, Tank is the one that is on the outside looking in, unless he can find a way uh, to work with uh, top rank or get in 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 work with uh, Ryan Garcia. But I I do think we're going to see that rematch with Haney and Cambosos, unless they can come up with some clever matchmaking some clever deals because that's going to be a hard sell andres to the australian people like that's not gonna i don't know if like be a stadium fight again maybe they can go to cambosos and say all right um you're con contractually obligated for a rematch but what about you know fighting a maybe a, a lomachenko uh in, in australia while haney can go fight a tank or haney can fight um you know someone else at, at lightweight maybe they can figure out a way to make this work where we don't see it just next, but Cambosos can get that second fight in Australia and get the money that he deserves for beating uh, Tiafimo. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those times where a rematch clause hurts boxing because this was, for a lot of people, we kind of saw this coming with Haney dominating this fight, but we didn't see it to this degree. I mean, look, they were generous with the 116-112 scorecard. Yeah. I, I gave George one round, and if I see it again, if I'm the Australian fans, I don't want to see my, my superstar get beat up again. I prefer him to fight somebody else. If I'm Haney, it's like, thanks for the payday, but I got bigger things to do and better business to handle. Yes, I'm 23 years old, but I don't really have a lot of time to waste. I don't see the appeal in a rematch. I don't even see how you could sell it to me. You can't tell me that George can have a better performance because his best performance was against Tiafimo Lopez. He's coming off of that, and he got dominated by yeah. Devin Haney. No thank you. Figure a way out of this. I don't know what Devin's going to have to do. I don't know what creative way they can do this, but it's unnecessary. He's it's got Bob Arum. They got Arum yeah. to figure it out. Um, you know. He can find a way to, to make this work because um, it's going to be a hard sell. It's going to be a tough, tough sell to the Australians. Um, like I said, not going to be a stadium fight. Uh, I like to see how it plays out, but I think Haney's in a really good spot now. The majority of the stars at, uh, from 130 uh, to 140 are w with top rank. What do you think happens with Tank? Um, obviously, I have him number two at lightweight. I think Haney and Tank are the two most talented fighters. I would love to see them tangle. Talk about an explosive fight or talk about a, a tactical fight. Do you think he stays with Mayweather Promotions? Um, what are your thoughts on Tank Davis? Man, I, I can't really put a finger on it. It feels like, it's felt like the way the Tank has been talking is that he realized he's kind of restricted being with Mayweather Promotions. Like, he fought really Romero. Yeah, it was a fight, but nobody really wanted to see it. Nobody asked for it. We got it. It is what it is. But I think Tank has done enough regionally. He fought in the West Coast. He fought down South. He fought in the East. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to take that big fight. And I don't know if Mayweather Formosa is going to give you that opportunity. I think he needs to test the water. And at this point, you're not getting any younger. You're watching guys like Devin Haney, you know, clean out the, the division and become the undisputed champion. You need a big fight. We can't watch you fight guys that nobody knows anymore. We, you need a name on your resume. So hopefully 
you know, I talked to Oscar De La Hoya yesterday. He said he's going to make a multi-million dollar <laughs> offer to Tank to come fight. Um, it is what it is. But I hope you take it. Figure it out because that's the fight we want to see. I don't have time to waste. Ryan Garcia's repeatedly talked about retiring before the age of 30. Look, if that's the case, you need to go fight Tank now. Let's get the job done. One of the biggest fights in boxing needs to happen. And then we can really figure out how good is Tank Davis. Because I think as much as we enjoy it, I don't think we really know. He hasn't really been tested yet. No, he has not been tested. And we he has the skills like the eye, the eye test. You know, he's got the power, obviously. You know, he's able to apply pressure without throwing punches. I think he has a really good ring IQ. But I would love to eliminate the other part of the discussion with Tank Davis that it always inevitably goes to is like, has he been tested? He hasn't been in a big fight. You know, does he belong in the pound for pound top ten? Uh, top ten? Because we just don't know. I want to erase that. I'm sure he does, too. To me, like the the tank, obviously, I want to see Tank fight Haney uh, because I believe they're the the two best. But you know, Ryan Garcia is it's a winnable fight for Tank Davis. It is a lucrative fight. This fight could go north of ten million dollars, uh, you know, grossing uh, just in the gate alone. It's going to come down to like it always comes down to is the which network is it going to air on? Can we do it? Uh, you know, is it going to be a joint pay per view? Those types of things. And I'm going to speak with Oscar too. Uh, here in, in a little bit, but that's going to be a tough one to make. But if they can figure that out, you know, I work here at John Boy Media. It's a, it's a, it's a place where it's just a lot of young kids that don't really know a lot about boxing. They know Tank Davis. They know Ryan Garcia. That fight's it's, it's, a, it's electric. I mean, you got to figure out a way to make that fight. Definitely. I mean, again, I don't want to waste any time. I, I feel like Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis. All, all we're doing is, you know, you don't want to see fighters waste their 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 momentum. And I feel like Tank has the momentum coming off the Romero win. You know, if if we all being honest, or we think Ryan Garcia finished this Javier Fortuna when they meet, so it's like if, if you got the momentum, make the fight. There's no reason to wait. More importantly, neither of you guys have a belt. There's no other obligations here, like a real belt. Go fight each other. Right, it's like a grudge like, match. Get the job done. It's a grudge yeah. match. It's a lucrative, very lucrative grudge match that could gross a lot, a lot of money, make these guys rich. Because Ryan Garcia told me, oh, we both got money. He was here. Uh, Ryan, he was telling me, you know, we both, me and Tank both have made our money. I was like, yeah, you've made money, but you never made like something like this. Like you guys can walk away with like the, your, your highest payday by a long shot by fighting each other. And then the winner of that just moves up. I mean, in a perfect world, uh, we can get that maybe with this 2022 energy we got going. We'll get a Tank and a Ryan at the end of the year. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. Some bigger, not really big fights, some names fighting this weekend, Andres. We got Jaime Munguia fighting Jimmy Kelly over on the zone. That's an interesting one for, for Jaime. A strange, strange career uh, thus far. And then Edgar Belanga, uh, an up-and-coming uh, 168er who has burst onto the scene and now it's kind of like, I wouldn't say in the same boat as Munguia, but a guy that had a lot of hype around him, not a world champ like Munguia was, uh, but is almost like learning on the job now. It's not this, the case for, for Munguia. We'll start with him. Have you ever seen a career like this? A guy that was a world champ at 154, moves up to 160, wins some big big fights, and then it is now being treated once again as like a prospect. I mean, if, his, if you can do like a, a chart of his career it's just up down up down and now uh, obviously the charlo fight fell through uh has not fought a champion uh at, at 160 or a top tier fighter and we get a jimmy kelly fight i think the guy has a lot of talent but i just don't know un really understand what's going on with his career it's like one of the most baffling things in boxing i mean once upon a time I mean, Munguia was the name thrown out there to fight Triple G right. when Canelo had to be pulled for the fight. And you were like, what is he, nuts? And then you watched him fight and was like, dude, you got a superstar on our hands, a potential superstar. And that is kind of like plateaued. And it's like, 
Jimmy Kelly? Really? And Oscar will tell you, well, I'm, you're trying to set him up to potentially fight Canelo. How about you set him to fight a, another champion or a really big fight? Because these fights are doing nothing for Jaime Munguia. I don't even see the purpose in there because it's not like you're, he's getting better fighting these kind of opponents. Right. A step up in competition absolutely has happened. Will I watch this fight? Sure. I want to see how Jaime Munguia looks, but come on, guys. We need a real fight. Yeah. Don't talk about Charlo. Don't talk about anybody else at 160 unless you're going to fight him. I don't, Jimmy Kelly? Yeah, I, I think they were looking at Shane Mosley Jr. Not that that as that much better, but it's a guy. I mean, it's just another guy that's not the top. I mean, Jaime Munguia is ready for top talent. You know, he's it's it's a tricky picture at 160, but, you know, with this new DAZN deal in, in Golden Boy, uh, I don't know how much this is going to prevent um, – them working with other networks and getting Munguia these big fights because we saw what happened with the Charlo fight and how, how that uh, didn't come to be made it was because of uh, the network entanglements, uh, <laughs> the common theme of this conversation. But uh, it's weird because we're getting big fights, but we also have like a few entanglements, like you know, fights not being made. And uh, that could be the case for Jamal Charlo. Uh, he injured his back. His fight with uh, Masiek Suleki postponed immediately you're, if you're a boxing fan you think is he really hurt or is this not doing well at the box office is this not drawing enough interest you know i, I tend to believe the fighter when he says that you know he, he got hurt but it does make you think because it's a fight that when it was announced it was like oh, i don't know if i really have a lot of interest in a, in a charlo fighting a sulecki i want to see charlo fight some of the top names uh at 160, let me ask you this, Andres. He told Fight Hype that he is, this is Jamal Turtle, he is one of the biggest names in the sport. So why should I fight a Benavides when I can go right for Canelo? To me, that dashed any hopes of him fighting on Gia or an Andrade who is now hanging around and doesn't have a network. Uh, I think Charlo is in a Canelo or bust uh, type of situation. I don't blame him, but it, it is a little disappointing. You know, the fascinating thing about the Charlos, I think they're exceptional talents, both of them. Mm-hmm. I think they drink their own Kool-Aid a little bit too much. And what I mean by that is sometimes I think they think they're better than what they are and they are really good. But I think they go into this cruise mode where they believe that they should get the top fights and they're already big stars. But it's like, no, you guys still have work to do. And in the case of Jamal, it's like, listen, man, you want to fight Canelo. Like, how could you say that you don't need to fight somebody like David Benavides? That's absurd. Like, what are you talking about? That's the fight everybody wants to see. You're not a star yet. You, You are... You are a bigger name, but you're not a star. And, and you're not a guy like Canelo who could go fight a trash can and people are going to come pay to see it. As we're probably seeing this Selecki fight, nobody necessarily wants to see that. So no. stop talking like you're a star. Fight the guys you need to fight and t- quit giving us the nonsense. I believe he's that good, but I don't think I think he thinks he's better than what he is. And I think that's preventing him from becoming the star that I think he can be. I yeah. don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. I, I need to slow it down a little bit. No, it does. I, I think Charlo Canelo would do, would do big business. Uh, just because Charlo uh, has been in the spotlight for a while now, and uh, he was you know part of the original PBC group. You know he's fought on Fox, he's fought on Showtime, he's fought on on big platforms. But Jamal Charlo's career has completely stalled out since the Derevchenko win, which I think was his best win. That was in October of 2020. He's had two fights since then. You know the Montiel fight did look look less than stellar in that one. Uh, you know, I don't blame him for, for going after a Canelo fight. I think that could be a very marketable fight here in the U.S. I think it, it could do big numbers. It will sell out. Um, it will do good numbers on on pay-per-view. But we don't know what's going on with Canelo. I mean, is he going to fight Bivol? I mean, if you're going to wait for Canelo, you're waiting a while now. Uh, I think that, that Benavidez is going to go the David Morrell route. 
Um, that leaves Charlo potentially fight Andre, but Andre's looking up at 168. This whole 160 to 168 picture has Canelo's, you know, it's it's like a shadow of Canelo, and it, it sucks that that's the case. But I want to see Charlo in, in, in big fights. Um, it's going to be a while, though, if he's going to sit and wait for Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, it's like the Mayweather effect again. Remember when everybody's waiting for the Mayweather call? Yep. It's like if you're waiting on the Mayweather call, you're missing out on opportunities. Amir Khan waited on that call forever and never got it. <laughs> well, they're going to fight an exhibition, Andres. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're getting <laughs> too many big fights for that to, for that to be interested in something like that. Yeah, and, and again, if you're Jamal Charlo, it's like I don't want to disrespect the man because I think he is great, but I think at some point you just need to say, I want to give – the fights that fans want to see. And I'm not going to wait on Canelo. I'm going to continue beating people up until Canelo has to fight me. And that's not what he's doing. Say that you'll fight a Benavidez. Even if the fight doesn't materialize, say that you'll fight anybody. I hate when fighters say that they're only going to fight a certain person. No, fight who you need to fight to get to where you need to be. Charlo's not there yet, but he can be if he takes a a different course with a personality and just says, I'm going to fight everybody and prove myself. And I'm going to prove to you haters and I'm this damn good. Yeah, there's two sides to every story, too. And, and I, who knows if the Benavidez side wants it, too. You know, Benavidez will tell you, you know, I'll fight anyone. Uh, I'm not just going to wait around for Canelo. But everyone wants that that Canelo paycheck. And, and I can't I can't fault them for that. But it's going to come to a point where, you know, if you're going to – it's going to come to a point where you got to pick. you got to figure out, am I going to wait for Canelo or am I going to make big fights for myself, a legacy-defining fights, and I can get that Canelo fight. It's interesting. You know, as much as we talked about all the greatness that's going on in the sport right now, there are a few – divisions and a few uh fights that are, leave us a little bit puzzled but that's what it is to be a boxing fan there's more good than bad though i will agree there's more good than bad right absolutely it's, it's a lot more good than bad again it, these are minor complaints that we're having because we're still getting the fights we want we're still getting joshua and Usyk, which seems to be in august like we're getting ryan garcia back in the ring we just got Devin haney look i got minor concerns like yeah we can gripe bitch and moan but it's not that big of a deal boxing is still in a very good place spence crawford if we get that in looks like october what, who you rolling with i don't know <laughs> if you asked me about a if you asked me a year ago i'd have said spence but then i watched what terrence did to sean porter yeah and i love sean porter but sean porter has never been an easy out for anybody and Terrence dusted him off with this mean streak that I no other fighter has this, right? I, I've, I've complained about this with somebody like Vasily Lomachenko. He doesn't know how to finish his food. Mm-hmm. He plays with his food a lot. Terrence never plays with his food. If he sees that the plate is there to be disposed of, he's going to get rid of it. Yeah. And if you don't have that kind of dog in you and you end up in trouble and get hurt, if Errol Spence got hurt against Terrence Crawford, Terrence might finish you. But Errol is so damn good, man. Like, this is a fight that is a true 50-50 fight. I know we say it a lot, but a lot of it is 50-50 lies. It's not really a (laughs) 50-50 fight. This is. I I can't really pick a winner. If you ask me today, I'm going to pick Bud Crawford. But if you ask me the day of the fight, I might pick Errol Spence. And that's what makes boxing beautiful. Like those kind of fights are the ones we need to see. Yeah, I'll fl- I'll flip flop uh, until the fight gets made. I'll flip flop back and forth until that night that they're they're in the ring because you can make a case for both guys. Spence with the volume punching, uh, show me a lot in that Ugas win, a lot more power than I've ever seen uh, in recent years for him. Uh, he's getting better and better. He's I feel like he's a hundred percent now from the the accident and the the retina injury, and he looks so damn good against Ugas. But and then you look at Crawford with the with that dog in him and you know if he sees an opening he, he goes for it you know only throws around 40 punches around Crawford and you got Spence who is the uh you know throws the most punches at at welterweight I mean stylistically it's just beautiful all four belts 
Damn. Yeah, let's end on a positive note, and we cannot wait to see that fight uh, this fall. I'll be out. I think it's going to be in Vegas. I'll be with you uh, in Vegas. We'll all be there. That's the biggest, biggest fight you can make in boxing. Can't wait for it. Enjoyed this talk, Andreas. Um, I think we got down to the bottom of, of a lot of things here. Uh, more good than bad in boxing, but I appreciate the time. Absolutely, man. It's always good to talk boxing when there's good things to talk about. We had some little complaints. They're so small. <laughs> They're so small, man. I can't wait to see you uh, hopefully in October this or November. Whenever the hell the fight gets made, I'll see you in person. We can go ahead and talk about how much more good that we're having in boxing. It's a right. great year. All right, man. Appreciate the time. All right. Thank you. All right, let's bring in our guest this week. He is Oscar De La Hoya. 11 world titles over five different weight classes. Of course, founder of Golden Boy. Six. Wow, I just sold you short there, Oscar. I, I mean, Come on, hey. what, what is wrong with me? I need my boxing card six, revoked. Five, six, five, it's all the same. A lot of titles, a lot of money, a lot of everything. He's, he's Oscar. He's a founder of Golden Boy Promotions, of course. Um, I wonder how many people, uh, the newer fans, only identify you as a as a promoter uh, and probably don't know about your, your fighting career. Do you ever get questions like that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy how how uh, a lot of these young young fans uh you know don't don't realize uh that that I was a fighter <laughs> <laughs> that is wild They're like little do you know this guy carried the sport for a solid 10 15 years uh HBO yeah. and all those days wow it's it's been a while you enjoying the promotions i see some of the headlines uh saying that you can't wait to sell it as a as a guy who works in boxing i don't want to see that i i want to see you uh part of this game man <laughs> no look i'm 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 a I'm I'm ecstatic uh, and and always happy that uh, that uh, you know I can I can you know promote a sport um, uh, continue to work in a sport that I dearly love. Mm-hmm. I mean, boxing gave me everything. Boxing you know gave me everything I have today, and so inside and outside the ring. So you know when I when I say that I'm ready to sell the company, it's uh, maybe I'm looking for a partner. Maybe I want to take you know Golden Boy to new heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of, uh, you know, new and innovative uh, uh, ways and ideas uh, that people are coming up with to uh, to uh, to to build uh, brands uh, that are that are special. And, and, and I, I strongly feel that Golden Boy, the brand is a special brand and, uh, and we can do a lot of things together with with people, uh, you know, in, in institutions and uh, with who have maybe funds or or even, uh, you know, uh, uh, Privately, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, private people who like uh, Dana White maybe wants to get involved with boxing. So there's a lot of ideas that I have, yeah. um, you know. So well, Dana White says, first. yeah, Dana White says uh, boxing is too broken. He doesn't want to enter. He doesn't want to save it anymore. Well, look, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Look, Dana White loves boxing. He, he really has a lot of passion for the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm pretty sure he did try. And uh, it, it wasn't easy, um, and it's not easy because when I started Golden Boy Promotions, I started from the from the bottom up, obviously. Um, um, but uh, you know, boxing is a fragmented sport. Boxing is a sport that uh, uh, if you don't have your hands in in some sort of a network, or or you know, uh, you have to know people. Uh, um, you know, sometimes the wrong people. Um, you know, but but that's what boxing is. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he gave up on it, but. Look, I actually want to tell Dana White if 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 you want to talk and if, if you want to sit down and first we extend the olive branch uh, yeah, and talk some business, um, you know, maybe maybe there's big things to do amongst amongst uh, 
the UFC and Golden Boy together. Yeah, you talk about networks, and obviously you guys are aligned with the Zone. Uh, a new deal was just announced. Um, fans have seen the Golden Boy as part of the Zone since its inception, or since they started doing boxing. In terms of the new deal, what can we expect different? I know there's a developmental series that I think is going to be excellent because you guys put on some of the best fights at that level. Best matchmakers, I believe, are, are with Golden Boy. Are there any new wrinkles to this deal, uh, this, this new renewal with uh, zone? Well, it, it's it's unlimited. Um, I think uh, I think it's it's uh, you know the zone has been actually a great partner, um, and now that we re-signed with them, um, it's it's basically uh, it's basically uh, just put on the best fights and uh, and they will televise them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, it's kind of like uh, you know it gives us some breathing room to uh, make sure that we uh, we try and put on the best fights possible at the time. Um, you know, and the fact that they want to work with other networks, uh, the fact that, uh, that, uh, you know, they're not shying away from, uh, from the major pay-per-view events. Um, I think the zone is a breath of fresh air for the, for the sport of boxing. Well, you guys have maybe a bigger budget. Was that something? Cause I know that the match room yeah. was getting the lion's share of it, but there are some few, some fans, they say, Hey, I, you know, the zone should have gave all that money to Oscar. They should have gave all that money to golden boy because they have a track record or maybe can do a little bit better than what match room USA is done. Is there a bigger budget for golden boy in this new deal? Yeah. I mean, not, not only is there a bigger budget, but the relationship has blossomed, has grown. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're excited, uh, for, for good things to come. Um, you know, I, and you're right. Look, uh, 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 Matchroom and 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 Eddie Hearn, you know, he's he's a UK promoter based in the UK, and he does he's been doing great in the UK international. Mm-hmm. But in the US market, I mean, we're we're the leaders in, in in building the next superstars, building the next champions, and um, you know, it's our track record speaks for itself. I mean, I've worked with Floyd Mayweather, I worked with Manny Pacquiao, with uh, with Errol Spence. Uh, you know, we built uh, Deontay Wilder from scratch. Yeah. Um, no, we, we, we have, we've, we've had Canelo right from the start. So, uh, mm. I know what it takes to build a superstar. And, uh, obviously it takes me to, uh, Ryan Garcia, uh, <laughs> July 16th. We have a superstar in our hands. Oh, he's a big, he's a big, he's a big deal. I say this all the time. I feel like I'm a broken record. So I work here at John Boy Media. It's a baseball company. It's full of young kids. Uh, you know, I feel like an elder statesman here being uh, 35 years old here, but it's all young kids. And Ryan came through last month. And these kids were like, oh, my God, it's Ryan Garcia. So the, even the non-boxing fans know who he is. And um, he's got a big fight July 16th. Uh, you know, I'm in his corner and I have been uh, for a while now. But just going back quickly, the last thing with the matchroom. And, and I always loved how the zone had, you had matchroom and golden boy. Can we see more cross promotion in terms of matchroom versus golden boy fighters? Um, sure. It's, it's, it's a possibility. I mean, uh, if, if, uh, if, uh, if, if Eddie Hearn's stable is, is, uh, is, is deep enough and, and, mm-hmm. and he has the right opponents for, for fighters like, uh, Virgil Ortiz, fighters like Ryan Garcia, the fighters like Jaime Munguia, we promote uh, a fighter like, uh, 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 Surdo Ramirez, uh, who's by the way, next in line to fight, uh, Bivol for the WBA. Strap. Oh, I love that fight. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, look, our stable is deep. Our stable is uh, on the verge of breaking through. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, these fighters I just mentioned are, are one fight away from becoming world champions. So yeah, look, we work with anybody. 
Yeah. We're, we're, we're open to working with anybody. I think that's, you guys have a track record of working with a lot of different promoters. That's one thing. Another thing Golden Boy does too is, is you guys work together. You know, it always has been like that. You, Ryan Garcia, July 16th, Javier Fortuna. You tweeted. First of all, you're one of the best tweeters. Uh, I hope you, you, maybe if you get rid of, uh, if you sell Golden Boy, don't leave Twitter because you right. fire off some great <laughs> tweets. And I like that you got comments back on because we, I love to I look did. at the comments. <laughs> and then you, you tweeted something you were like, uh, now you can't, you, are you guys mad because you can't comment <laughs> i love that stuff do you love boxing twitter because it is sometimes could be accessible other times it's very entertaining it's 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 all entertainment i mean i'm i'm actually having a good time with it um <laughs> you know um it's it's all in good fun yeah it is I, I, think, I think look there's a lot of uh there's a lot of new fans there's a lot of uh old school fans um and i i just i'm just happy that the uh the sport right now uh is is uh is is on its way up oh it is this is a, one of the getting, best years getting, right yeah, we're getting great fights. We're we're collaborating with uh, you know different uh, networks, mm -hmm. uh, which allows us to to make these big fights happen. So you know, and it, and it takes me to uh, to a, a possible uh, Tank Davis uh, versus uh, Ryan Garcia fight. Let's go! Uh, I, I announced yesterday that I'm willing to uh, make uh, Tank Davis a, a multi multi million dollar offer to uh, to make this fight happen with Ryan because that's exactly what he wants. Ryan wants Tank Davis next. Yes, I, I, I've, I, that's the fight. I mean, I've been pushing forward for, for years now. Um, I had Steven Espinosa on the show a few weeks back, and long story short, he says this fight has to be on Showtime. You know, Golden Boy can be involved, but it has to be on Showtime, and he, he pretty much laid it out that way, and, and that seems to be the main stumbling block for this uh, fight happening. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's it, it's a way it's it's a way of saying uh, we don't want the fight or 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 you know, it, and it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make business sense. Um, if you have if you have two platforms uh, promoting the fight, pushing the fight, uh, available for for uh, for their, their their customers on Showtime on the Zone, it makes the event that much bigger. I mean, that fight can easily generate way over a million homes. Uh, on on uh, on 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 both uh, uh, Showtime platform and and the Zone platform, so I'm I'm willing to do that. I I want to I want to meet them halfway. Um, a lot of these promoters and networks don't want to cross the street. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm willing to meet them halfway and making this fight happen. I mean, this is this is somewhat of like a 50 50 fight. Let's split everything down the middle 50 50 yeah. and, uh, and and make this fight happen. Do you really believe it's a 50 50 fight in terms of the revenue, despite um, Tank having huge gates, having being on a pay per view yet? I'm not saying that Ryan Garcia couldn't get that one way, but if you just look at the raw numbers, Tank has been on a pay per view, does decent numbers for today's era uh, in terms of pay per view success. Do you think that? You know, something you can maybe be, say, all right, maybe Tank deserves a little more of the pie to get the fight done. Well, look, I mean, obviously, we know that uh, we know that you know Showtime fluffs their their numbers uh, drastically um, in order for for people to talk about how Tank Davis is a big seller. Um, in order to kind of derail the negotiations with uh, with other people, with Ryan Garcia, for with myself. Um, you know, does he do huge numbers? I don't think so. Um, you know, uh, uh, does he get paid four, five, six million dollars? Yes, great. But if he fights Ryan Garcia, guess what? He's going to make a, a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean, you can't deny that he, that he doesn't. He sells tickets. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You can see that with your eyeballs. Pay per view numbers, we don't know. The zone doesn't put out their numbers. He doesn't. We'll never know. Um, but you know, 
It's interesting fight. How about this? How about some way you can meet in the middle or I'll throw out, I'm, I'm not a negotiator, but I'm just throwing out some ideas, Oscar. First fight between Tank and, and uh, Ryan Garcia is on Showtime pay-per-view. Two fight deal. Second fight on the zone. Is that something that could be explored? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm open to anything. I mean, I'm open to everything. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it can be a two fight deal. And, and yeah, just like you mentioned, I mean, everything is possible. Yeah. We can even do a, we can even do a split where maybe you hold 10% and the, and the winner gets that extra 10%. You know, they need to start doing that more. That's something that I feel like could really get a lot of fights over the finish line. If you do that, that, uh, you know, the, the 10% gets held and the winner gets that. It's some incentive, right? I mean, so let's start thinking outside the box a little bit. Look, and I've, I've been a promoter now for like 20 years, I believe. And That's nuts. We've been, we've been doing this. We've been doing this forever. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, this is, this is nothing new. Um, it's just, uh, you know, sometimes uh, the people on the other side of the street, uh, you know, they have their own agenda. Yeah. Um, I think he could do a million homes if, let's just say that Javante stays with Mayweather, which I think he will. Yeah. And you're in Ryan Garcia's corner and you guys are involved in some type of buildup where, you know, it's an all access type of thing, a 24 seven type of thing. You're pushing Ryan yeah. Garcia. Uh, Floyd is pushing tank. I mean, that that's when we can really start seeing huge numbers. Like, I think it took big numbers on its own, but you and Floyd get involved with your guys' yeah. history. I mean, now we're looking at like a smash hit. Yeah, no, it's 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 a massive, massive event. And um, Tank Davis with with Ryan is already huge. But, um, you know, getting uh, Mayweather and myself involved. I mean, imagine doing it old school, getting two private jets, going across <laughs> the country, promoting promoting the fight to the fans locally yeah. in different cities, different states. Um, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a great fight. Styles make fights. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those types of events or fights that can become a trilogy. You know, they're, they're, they're actually that good and that close, uh, talent wise. Yeah. I, I think it'd be a good fight. I think it'd be a good fight. Do you want to spend that much time with Floyd? Are you guys on good terms? <laughs> I, I've known Floyd for, for so many years and, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that when we, uh, when we fought, um, I'm pretty sure he was, uh, he he had a, he had on his uh, his villain mask, um, you know. But but that villain mask sold pay per views. Yeah. He, he knew exactly what he was doing. So I think now, um, look, we're 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 grown adults, and uh, you know, we're grown men, and uh, I, I strongly feel that look, let bygones be bygones. Let's work together and uh, create some big business. Yeah, okay, I I agree. This all sounds this sounds great to me. I hope we can see that one day soon. Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, a fight that can transcend the sport and really really bring it uh even a bigger year here and that's what he wants to go for right they watched the last fight ryan says at the end of the year he wants to go for it. let me ask you one thing uh why not jojo diaz uh and uh, instead of javier fortuna uh ryan garcia wanted fortuna um that's 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 basically the bottom line um you know he was going to fight fortuna uh before his uh his his mental health issues mm -hmm. And uh, and and Ryan Garcia feels that uh, like this right here, not the to go fight, but this fight here uh, with Fortuna is kind of like his comeback fight. So uh, he wanted Fortuna. People were saying that Ryan Garcia was scared of, of Fortuna. So he just wants to prove to everyone wrong. Let's just say the fight with Javante doesn't happen in December. Uh, is Jojo Diaz a possibility? Um, that fight makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. It's a great, it's a great regional fight. Um, obviously, I would love to take that fight to the uh, crypto arena once again. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it's weird it, saying crypto, right? It's Staples Center. It is weird. It is weird. I, I'm so used to uh, over the years saying Staples Center, but I mean, you got a damn statue in front of the building. Come on. 
hey, maybe Ryan's next, right? <laughs> I listen, this guy, they, I mean, it's, it's all ahead of him. I mean, it's all ahead of him. The whole lightweight division right now. You also tweeted something now. All I can think of is Tank versus Haney is the most exciting fight in, in boxing. I would love to see something like that. Just these lightweights right now can carry the sport for like five years if they all fight each other. Look, um, what, what people what people don't know about me is that I'm uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a jokester, um, it's especially uh, especially on Twitter. Now, I, I like joking around. And uh, I mean, uh, a little sarcasm uh, um, doesn't doesn't hurt anybody. When I had mentioned Tank Davis and, and, and Haney, um, we all know that, you know, us experts, us fighters, we know that those two styles uh, will make will make a very, very uh, uh, it'll be a chess match at the highest level. So it's, it wouldn't be the most exciting fight uh, that could be made. Um, it was, it was just a little sarcasm, but, but you're right. The, the lightweight division is, um, is stacked. The lightweight division um, is, is stacked with, with so many talented fighters. I mean, uh, you know, the, the list just goes on and on and on. So it's like exciting times for, uh, for boxing. now. You know, it's funny. It's like a guy like Lomachenko doesn't even get really listed with these guys. And he's like the elder statesman of the lightweight division, arguably the most skilled. Uh, we don't know what's going on with him in the Ukraine when he's going to come back, but he's a name that could be thrown into the mix too. So it's like five deep uh, lightweight with like recognizable names and faces. Can't really say that about a lot of divisions right now, maybe outside like heavyweight and maybe welterweight. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of things, a lot of exciting stuff going on. Uh, Jaime Munguia fighting uh, this weekend. Um I want to see Jaime Munguia in a big fight. I know you do too. Um, what is the latest with Jaime Munguia and how can we get him into, into big fights? How can we get him versus a Charlo, get him versus a Munguia, yeah. get his career back on track? Yeah, no, I have, I have Jaime Munguia positioned uh, right behind Charlo um, in the middleweight division. And um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a bit frustrating when you want to make these big fights happen because look, I, I think as a fighter first, uh, and then a promoter, me as a fighter, me as a fight fan, I want to see these big fights happen. And um, Jaime Munguia Charlo would be an excellent, excellent matchup. Uh, we couldn't get it done. It, easy as that. I mean, we were we were uh, we were bending over backwards trying to make it make it happen. And uh, it, it it finally just crumbled. And yeah. um, now he's fighting this Cali kid who I don't even know um, the, to tell you the truth. And um, but but one thing for sure is that when Jaime Munguia steps inside the ring, uh, it's always an exciting fight. He's the one that pushes the fight, makes it exciting. He throws a lot of punches. He gets hit a lot. Uh, he's actually learning the craft more and more, and he's bobbing and weaving more with his mm -hmm. new trainer, Eric Morales. But um, yeah, I want I want Jaime to be in these big big major fights. It's time. I'm yeah. as a promoter. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm the biggest advocate, and 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 you know. And, and getting them the biggest fights possible. So hopefully after this one, um, you know, we'll uh, maybe talk about uh, move, moving up to 168 uh, and, and fighting uh, the top names there. You also one six, a move to 168 would be interesting. It's kind of weird. It's like 160 is kind of like barren. Like for a while, it was the division. I mean, it was Golovkin. Uh, Canelo was in the division. Uh, there were so many more names in there. Now everyone's hopping up to try to follow Canelo to 168. Exactly. You got Andre, who's a champion right now at 168. At 160, and he's going to 168. Charlo was flirting at 168. Uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of getting absurd. So I, I would like to see him at 168 because uh, Munguia, because mm -hmm. that means he can get uh, these bigger fights. Were you a little upset when the fight broke? broke down and in the showtime side kind of like aired out on on what it was it was like over the fact that you know the fight had to be on the zone 
Well, uh, you know, the, the negotiations broke down because they wanted this fight to solely be on Showtime. Right. Um, and, and, and that was going to be a big problem because, you know, us, us as business partners to the zone, uh, it, it wouldn't have been fair to our partners. It wouldn't yeah. have been fair because they, they built, they, they basically built Mungia on the zone. So it wouldn't have been fair for me to just walk away from that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a loyal, uh, uh, business partner and, um, but there's ways of, of, of cutting the pie. And, um, you know, uh, I, I just I just felt that, um, you know, it was uh, it was um, it was just very unfortunate from from their side yeah. that uh, that negotiations had to uh, had to fall through. Yeah, that's the frustrating part for fans when they hear, oh, it's got to be on one network. It's got to be on because the fan, most fans don't. Know. They yeah. just want to see the biggest fights be made. But, you know, this is the nation. This is the state of the sport now. We have four different. Oh, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll keep I'll, I'll keep I'll keep. I'll keep, uh, you know, banging on the drum. I mean, yeah. I'm going to keep on pushing and pushing and pushing until look and the fan, the fight fans have a voice here. And so uh, if we can put a, a um, you know, public demand that we can put a lot of pressure on, on these networks and, you know, on, on these promoters, uh, you know, hopefully we can get these big fights done. All right, let's get a fan question in here. This one's interesting and I want to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, all the, all the few fighters that you didn't fight during your time, which one was the closest to happening that just didn't looking back, but you wish that you got. Uh, 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 Vernon Forrest. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would have been a hell of a fight. But he got, he got, uh, I think he got beat by Mayorga. Yeah, Mayorga, man. You know, a lot of people were saying Mayorga reminded them of, of Roly and vice versa. Roly Romero. <laughs> no, I think Mayorga had more, more, he, he, more skills, but like just in terms of the trash talk and like Mayorga was oh, a yeah. character, right? Remember smoking the cigarette in the ring after the fight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he was, he was a strong, powerful puncher. Um, but, but that's exactly, uh, what I took advantage of, uh, is, is he was, he's, he was too strong for his own good. Um, so his, his, his punches, um, I, I saw them a mile away. So it was yeah. pretty easy to dissect and to pick them apart and, and knock them out. <laughs> Do you ever get close to fighting Cotto? Cause I feel like that, you know, Puerto Rico, Mexico rivalry. Yeah, never, never did. Never did. I think he was, uh, he was a couple of years uh, after me, yeah. but, um, but yeah, that would have been a hell of a fight. Damn. Also, uh, you know, people that, that that really don't know, um, Costa Zoo was actually one of those fights that was almost wow. going to be made. And I believe he got beat by somebody. Um, but it, yeah, that was a fight that would have been. <laughs> Damn. What do you think of his son, Tim Zoo? Is it wild seeing him fight now? I, I haven't seen him fight, um, um, uh, to, to be honest with you. but uh, He's a little raw, know. but he's got power. Sure. And, you know, it's it's you take a look at, you take a look at any sport and um, you take a look at the, you know, uh, the father who is the legend and he's, he's made his own mark in, in, yeah. in, in his sport. Then you see the son trying to do the same. It, it's, it's, it's never, it never ends out the same. Yeah. But he's banging on the door. I think he's, yeah. He, you're right. And he's, he's banging on the door. Almost getting the title shot against uh, Charlo. Our last one here, Maravella Golovkin uh, on trip on, uh, on Twitter wants to know if you're still running for president in 2024. No, <laughs> <laughs> no more comeback and no more pre presidential run. You're you're putting those no, both no, to bed. No more presidential run, but uh, there there might there might be uh, um, there might be um, um, there might be some opportunities in Vegas uh, to run for mayor. Really, Oscar Delahoya, mayor of Las Vegas. Imagine that. What? Why not California? What makes you go to Vegas? Well, I'm actually uh, building a home in, in Vegas and uh, I, I obviously should have done it a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, what, run for mayor or build a home in Vegas? Uh, well, build a home in Vegas, <laughs> for, for not, not only for, uh, for business, but also 
the, the obvious, the tax reasons. Yes. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to uh, to see if I can uh, make a run for mayor uh, in Las Vegas. Mayor De La Hoya. I like their sounds. Sounds good. Make that fight. Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis. Well, you're the mayor. You can pull these strings and it gives you even more power. <laughs> All right, Oscar, I appreciate the time. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, and I'm looking forward to the new deal with the zone and making some of the biggest fights in boxing. Yeah. Appreciate you, brother. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.